comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Facebook, no Twitter, no smartphones, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome to episode number of the Walking Dead TV podcast. I'm Jordan from Jersey, a.k.a. Dr. Esquire, and I'm joined tonight by Mr. Jim Dietz, a.k.a. Yoda Jones, and Russell Latham. Russell, how are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. Episode uh, Why is that so funny? I just don't get it. Uh, well, the world may never know. Uh, tonight, we are going to be doing our uh, final commentary for Season 2, Beside the Dying Fire, uh, as we get ready for Season 3, which starts up in just two weeks. Episode number 70, which should come out sometime in the next week or so. Before the start of Season 3, we'll do a little uh, precap of the season, some news, some uh, talk about uh, whatever we want to talk about about the new season as we get ready for it. Uh, So that should be pretty fun. But before we do our commentary, before we get to our precap of Season 3, and before Season 3 starts... Russ, who's our sponsor for this episode? Our sponsor for the Walking Dead TV podcast, as always, is Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com. We really appreciate their support. They support a lot of podcasts, including ours. Um, Some of the highlights of the month of September, if you rush, if you're hearing this in the very, very early days of October, you can still get your order in for September. Um, I typically am Mr. Procrastination and get my orders in either either the last day of September or within the first five days of October. If you are going to submit your order late, just be sure you know shoot them an email. They're more than happy to accommodate that. I've never had a problem um, submitting it after the next month rolls over. Uh, so no worries there. The customer service out of this world. Uh, we you know like we mention all the time, we've been customers a long time. Um, for DCBS. Uh, some of the specials to highlight. Uh, this month, Mike Richardson and Stan Sakai's 47 Ronin number one is 50% off. All DC trades and hardcovers pre ordered this month are 50% off. The bundle of all the Marvel Now titles that are being offered, so that's like Uncanny Avengers and uh, the, the Point One, there's a whole slew of them, are all uh, at 50% off if you get them in the bundle. Um, so that's a fantastic deal. Be sure, if you're into the digital comics, as well as the print, or instead of the print, um, go through DCB Services' uh, Comixology portal on their website, and you can earn 5% of your orders back as credit uh, to a, fir- a future uh, DCBS purchase. So definitely take advantage of that. So again, DCBService.com, and um, right on the front page of the website, there's a link to their Comixology order. Um, all of the Walking Dead trades... Um, up to, I think, 17 is the new solicit for September, um, which includes the most recent arc that uh, 
that was capped off, I think, with uh, issue 102. So the big, you know, 100th anniversary issue is, is included in there as well. All 40% off, um, incredible discount. So, again, we thank DCB Service uh, for their support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. And if you use the code WD8, you get an extra 8% off your first order, or if you haven't ordered anything from them in a year. So that's 8% on top of their already giant discount. So check that out, too. Use that code if you are going to order from DCB Service, and we definitely recommend that you should. Nice save. I don't know how I could have forgot that. Absolutely. That's why I'm here, buddy. I got your back. I'm telling you. <laughs> All righty. So with no further ado, if you get your DVD, your Blu-ray, your iTunes digital copy, your Amazon digital copy, your... Uh, I think it's even up on Netflix now, your Voodoo digital copy, however you have the season. If it's still on your DVR because you just can't bear to part with it, queue it up to right when it's fading into the cityscape, and uh, we will count down and start the episode playing. So pause it, queue it up, and come right back. All right, we're going to count down 3, 2, 1, start. When we say start, that's when you hit play. 3, 2, 1, start. And of course, when we left, last, last, last left our heroes, uh, Rick killed Shane, and then uh, Shane died again, and a whole bunch of zombies were coming upon him, and here are those zombies. Yeah, this is kind of the origin of the zombie horde uh, that we see in this opening sequence. It's kind of cool. And I know there's conjecture that this was the horse that Rick rode in on. I'd be fine yeah. with that. yeah. And finally, our confirmation that the helicopter was indeed real, unless zombies hallucinate. This is such a Kirkman-type moment, if you think about it. I mean, you look at things that he's written in the comic side, like Invincible, where they take an innocuous scene, and then we find out like it has some you know, crazy origin way, way back, something very small that happens that causes these huge events to unfold. Um, so when I first saw this, I, it just made me think of Invincible. Um, the, the comic. We've got all your favorite zombies here. We got lab coat zombie. We've got argyle sweater zombie. No Buster though, unfortunately. Brad shed a single tear that night. I love the scene coming up here where they come up to the fence. I hold out hope for Buster's return. If this episode had aired about six months later, we'd have to hear all kinds of complaints about how this was some, like, 99% type thing. <laughs> like waves on a beach, you know? Just like that. They just keep crashing into one another until the pressure is enough to break it down. That shot makes me claustrophobic. We want PlayStation 3s! <laughs> We want we you. Like <laughs> yeah, I've been to concerts like that too. No one wants the Wii U. Come on now. Now, Jordan, maybe the undead want the Wii U. Oh, fair enough. But I've never really trusted their judgment. This is probably the longest uh -huh. scene we've spent with just zombies before in the history of the show. Yeah. It is kind of cool, though. I mean, because at the end of the last episode, you you might have wondered, 
Well, how do all these zombies get together? Why are there so many all in one big group all of a sudden? And here we see it, you know. And you see Carl and, and Rick there in, uh, in silhouette, and it ties right into the end of Better Angels. Well, I even remember after the last episode ended, uh, when they first aired, people complained, oh, all these zombies in the woods the whole time, and now they choose to come out? And uh, one of us said around the time, you know, every time we complain about something like that, it's always explained in the first five minutes, and boy, wouldn't you know it. Explained in uh, the first, what are we at, about three minutes here. Yeah. Still one of my favorite opening sequences in all of television. I just, it's just such, so uh, mood-evoking, you know. Yeah, it's, it's funny how TV has changed. I mean, I think gone are the days of the two-minute, you know, intro with the cast and, you know, funky jingle and the whole nine yards. I mean, now with more of TV shows being, eaten, you know, taken away to commercials, it's like short, concise, and, and done. Yeah, the average TV show used to be, what, about 50 minutes, 51 minutes, and now it's uh, down to about 43 and a half. Yeah. Every year you lose about... 10, 15 seconds on the average length of an episode. I do miss the shows that explain their entire premise in the theme, though. You know, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Jefferson. You know what I mean? They tell you exactly what the show is about just by the opening sequence. It's, I always I always smile a little bit when I see Carl in the hat. And, and the Science Dog t-shirt. Right. Not only does he have the hat and the Science Dog t-shirt, but he's got a gun on him, too, I believe. Well, he just took out Shane. Well, he will soon. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much the uh, the, the archetypal image of, of Carl from issues 1 to, I don't know, 90s or the 100s. You know, like that was pretty much his look that entire time. Not saying he's dead. In fact, I... Not even entirely sure whether or not he's live or dead because I'm several issues behind in the comic. I'm just saying, uh, his look changes a little bit. He he updates things, changes with the seasons. Wow, what a great reaction shot! Love uh, love Rick's coat there, by the way, her jacket. I guess a lot of good jackets in this episode. Possibly the dumbest line ever spoken in a commentary before. <laughs> the one thing I'll say is this episode is very dark. Um, you know, and I get the the point of it, but there's times, uh, you know, where you may have to even kick the brightness up a little bit on your TV. You know, there, you're not getting a lot of detail here. Um, you know, there's some stuff that's kind of washed out, which makes sense because, you know, one of the other complaints I have, you know, you know, geeks can't have it, you know, one way or the other, but, uh, a lot of times you'll see it's pitch black outside, but yet you could see everyone perfectly clearly. It's like, where's that light coming from? Ironic that they would hide from the zombies in the barn. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Well, they do know it's secure, so... Hey, if it's zombie-proof one way, it's zombie-proof the other way, right? True enough. What? You mean Lori doesn't know where Carl is? I don't believe it. <laughs> At least she'll be able to lock him in a cell next season. That would be really actually funny. If she said, don't go anywhere, and slams it shut. The meme this season will be, Carl's not in the cell. <laughs> 
Time to bust out Dale's bag of guns. Now everybody remember your SEAL training. He's suiting up. Tell Herschel to suit up. <laughs> That's Herschel's secret. He's always angry. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> Rick, generally we teach our children not to play with fire. At this point in the season, we've spent about, what, 10, 11 hours at the farm? I think we were all pretty much ready for it to be, uh, to be left in the dust, to be burned to the ground, whether literally or figuratively. I love this yeah. scene, by the way. I like that. Yeah, I love that previous shot of Carl where they they framed it to where you couldn't ever see his eyes. You know, the hat just covered over while while uh, Rick was talking to him. I just thought that was a that was a cool frame framing shot. Yeah. Wow. And as as sick as a lot of people were of the farm by this point. What a way to go, man. This is such yeah. a such an action-packed Who's episode. making barbecue? Well, as we know from Planet Terror, the secret is just a little blood. Yeah. Adds the salt. And lots of pipes running propane to generate all that fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Angela got the critical hit. Yeah, Rush, your your general pet peeve about uh, fire in TV movies is the lack of smoke. If I remember, if I remember correctly, right? You are absolutely correct. The thing is, though, I remember reading or seeing like a web thing or a deleted scene or whatever. They said they actually burned it down. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You could tell. Yeah, you could definitely tell at the end um, that they actually lit the thing on fire. I mean, no question. But uh, but yeah, that's generally my pet peeve. Even here, I th- and that's one of the things I think in the fin- finale that I uh, that I commented on positively. That I mean, obviously that's a composited shot. But but uh, when they do cut to Rick and, and Carl in the barn, you do see that there's a lot of smoke starting to build. I mean, granted, there'd be a hell of a lot more smoke than what they're showing, but better than most TV shows where you see fire and there's never any smoke. There's a painting of the barn right there on the wall. <laughs> They are really attached to that barn. And say goodbye to Jimmy, everybody. (laughs) Who? Jimmy, the guy driving the the Winnebago, Herschel's son. He's not Herschel's son. <laughs> oh, I, I thought he, I thought we had this discussion before, and he was Herschel's son. No, he went out with Beth a couple times. Oh, okay. Say goodbye to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was actually a cool use of the RV, though. You know, to get him off. Ah. Uh. 
that's uh, the most gruesome death scene they've had in a while on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Otis's was pretty gnarly, but this one's a little more brightly lit because it's inside uh, inside the RV and they got the fire. If the Winnebago's rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in in terms of AMC shows destroying Winnebago's, uh, Breaking Bad still wins. Uh, yeah. Glenn is with the shotgun he had pointed at his face just a few episodes ago. He's working on the kill streak. He wants that airdrop. <laughs> nice critical hit there. You can't tell me this would not be fun if you were doing this. <laughs> Running for your <laughs> life or not. It's fun until you get stuck in a rut from a plow or something. Yeah, I still think they should have totally road warrior out every vehicle they own. Everybody gets their own, even Carl. Love the scene here with Herschel and the shotgun. You could really I mess up some zombies with a combine. Yeah. I really thought for a minute that based on the way they framed that scene with Herschel and the gun and he was kind of standing there by himself, I didn't I thought he was gonna get it like right there. I was thinking the same thing when I watched it the first time, Russ. Scott Wilson has really made that role for me. I mean Herschel in the comics I was just kind of neutral to, but Herschel in the show I really like as a character. Yeah, it's definitely funny how certain roles in the comics you know, you you like the characters more or less than compared to the show. Uh, it's just it's just kind of funny how that works out. Great score here too. Yeah, at this point, it's been so long since I've seen the episode, I kind of... Well, I guess she does die. I was going to say, I couldn't remember if she died or not. Again, another pretty pretty gruesome scene. Yeah, a lot of blood spilled there. Heinz ketchup. <laughs> I go nowhere without it. Which is actually pretty much true, because I have some extra ketchup packets in my car in case of a burger emergency. They happen. I live in Pittsburgh. Heinz is the only ketchup. It's pretty much the number one here, too. But I mean, you can get Hunts or store brands or something, but why would you really? Man, I forgot Andrew got abandoned so early in the episode. Yeah. yeah. Bastards! That's only under the twenty seconds. <laughs> Honestly, would you want somebody traveling with you with a vest like that? Andrew's vest? Yeah. I don't even know that I took notice of it, and I've been paying attention to jackets as I mentioned. Was it a puffy vest, like a like a Marty McFly vest? No, it kind of had like the sheepskin thing on the inside that that folded back out. Ah. Drive that Hyundai Santa Fe out of there. 
still composite fire at this point. Yeah, but at this point, I can't even explain to you how badly that building would be burned. I can't imagine, like, when did he reload? Well, we were just away from him for like four minutes. Yeah, I know I already said it a couple minutes ago, but I, I did not remember how fast this episode moved. Like, I would have put a lot of this stuff as, like, ten minutes later in the episode. Yeah. If, if I were had to guess. Yeah, this thing hit the ground running and, and didn't really stop. Yeah, from what I'm reading about episode three, this is, you know, the more action-oriented episodes are what we can look forward to as well. So, I hope I so, hope too. I hope so. Hey, hey I'm back here! here. I mean, it's not the world's greatest fest, but I wouldn't leave her to die. Now it's on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which really, if you think about it, if you go back to like the last time we saw the barn, which is about, what, 70, 80 seconds ago? Yeah. It, uh, it sparked really quickly. Yeah, for, for the first four and a half minutes, it was just kind of like limited to the very dead center in the top, and then 60 seconds later, it's fully involved. Hey, why don't you go back for Andrea, too? So when, when they're working on, like, you know, firearms practice with everyone, they need to give her running practice. Cardio. Because it looked like she was running in heels, and she's not. Yeah, I'd almost forgotten about this part where they kind of scattered, got scattered from each other, and you know there was a chance they might have you know broken apart, or you know, they, I mean, uh, T Dog has this thing coming up here where he tries to talk Laurie into going south or whatever, which is amazing because he tries to talk. Yeah, at least he has a line, yeah. I can't even imagine how hot it would be right there where the camera is, even. Although I bet you that is a, a, you know, a zoom lens on it. But yeah, yeah, and that's you, totally real, folks. That barn really did that. Yeah, the heat. You, yeah, you would not that that kind of heat. Yeah, you you wouldn't. You'd have to back off from that. Real Can you imagine those zombies? I mean, those, those extras right there. They got to be bacon, especially with a lot of latex and stuff on them. Oh those, yeah, no kidding. They have to be either composited or they're or they're using lens tricks to be way far away. There's no way they could be that close. I I guarantee you. It must be lenses because they talked about uh, in one of the behind the scenes things I saw about how when they saw the barn was about to collapse, they brought a bunch of zombies over to get them between the barn and the camera. Yeah, I mean I've been in fire a lot less intense than that, fully geared up, and you check could... out that 19 like 40s car by the way that he just passed. Yeah, that was kind of random. You could totally feel it. I love cars of that era. Again with the shotgun in the face? You think you would learn by now? You 
You just shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> See, I was going to go with, we got to go back, Kate. We've got to go back. <laughs> Maybe Glenn will grow an awesome Jack beard next season. <laughs> and listen to Nirvana all the time. Was that the first time someone on the show has used the word herd? I don't recall. Here, now hold this shotgun to your face. Great Glenn moment. You know, he's he's always kind of either kept at Maggie at arm's length or been afraid to really kind of, you know, get up, up you know, close and personal with her for whatever reason. Except in the pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just thought there was a cool moment where he just was like, stop the car. I'm going to drive. We're going to have, you know, this conversation. I'm going to calm you down, you know, and just, it was just a cool moment. Oh, cool. I left my orange Julius there. Oh, that would be so grody at that point, out in the heat. Awesome Carl moment. And I used the magic word. And the introduction of Herschel's awesome jacket. Were you, were you <laughs> watching the, uh, the, uh, um, the, the video jacket earlier today? <laughs> no. I just do love the jackets in this episode. He was watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> I don't think that's on anymore. I was thinking about Dermot, Dermot and Hank Ventures Band. <laughs> there are, there's Smoking yeah, jacket. jacket. If, if you folks listening have not ever seen the Venture Brothers on Adult Swim, check it out. It's uh, fantastic. First season's a little slow, but uh, man, does it get so good. It's all worth it for shallow gravy. <laughs> Again, great Rick scene. You know, he is convinced they need to stay here. Everybody's going to show up, and he's not afraid to be assertive. I just, I, I just like the character interactions in this part. I just like how every—it's almost like everybody's right, but nobody's right. You know, kind of thing. Great Herschel line there. Plus, Rick is so raw and on the edge now that Shane is gone. He's just kind of feeling, yeah. you know, his assertion of, of authority now. My mom loves old trucks like that. 
With blood splattered all over him? Specifically, yes. Nah, she just she just loves those old, those old farm Everybody trucks. Take a drink, T Dog out of line. <laughs> the world's least, uh, you know, exciting drinking game. I remember when I saw this before, it just did not ring true. It's like, did T-Dog really think that Lori, you know, would abandon her husband and that, you know... She, She's done it before. Up, but it just did not jive. I love old trucks like that, too. Argyle zombie. It's Argyle shirts. <laughs> He's a zombie the other zombies all make fun of. It would have been funny. Remember in Die Hard, the guy that, that drove the limo, his name was Argyle? That'd be funny if... That was that dude wearing an argyle as a zombie walking by. Wait, what's that? I told you. Now we know it's not safe because Daryl's here. Got ourselves a convoy. <laughs> Chris Christopherson shows up in a semi. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff I said about us leaving and they never show up, I take it back. <laughs> Oops. I don't recall the Hyundai having that much blood on it when they showed it earlier, but maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, from inside, it had blood on all three of the front windows. Maybe they stopped to make some roadkill on the way. Delicious garbanzo beans. I know for a fact he didn't make it, lady. <laughs> <laughs> We only needed uh, one blonde girl, so we cut it down. <laughs> so we got two dead, one separated. 
That'll be our, uh, well, two dead in this episode specifically, I meant. But yeah, in the last two episodes, well, in the last three episodes, we lose four main cast members. And uh, get one separated, and that'll be our status quo going into season three. But we gain uh, a cast member, very important one. Hey, and there's Argyle. Argyle's mm-hmm. back. I like that wood detailing on uh, on his gun. I never noticed that before. That sweater stayed surprisingly spotless for eating the living. Hawkeye wouldn't use the crossbow. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the farm... Yeah, she's been running all night. Give her a crossbow. This is the Hunger Games. Or not a crossbow, just a regular bow. Recoil, to be specific. It'll be interesting going into season three. She'll still be incredibly low on uh, resources, but she'll have, you know, Michonne with her katana, but she still won't have too much left. Well, I guess she does have another gun there. She just didn't have time to load it. Yeah. Man, I want her on my team in Call of Duty. <laughs> Just won the supply drop of Michonne. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Kill streak of twenty. Get a ninja assassin on your side. <laughs> Toting two zombies with no bottom jaw <laughs> or arms. Now, it's fall here, but when they are filming for season three, it'll be summer again. So, I guess shooting inside will help them with disguising that a little bit. But I wonder what they'll do for the rest of it. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's going to look funky to be out there in 100-degree weather in Atlanta with coats and, you know, not sweating. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty hard to act when you're passed out on the ground. Unless you're playing a corpse. Like Andrea. Isn't this where we get the reveal that's not really a reveal when he tells him what Jenner said? Yeah, where they all go, what? And we go, yeah, we know. Yeah, I mean, I, I do really enjoy this episode, but this is where it starts to get a little bit like, all right, get to the point. Yeah. I mean, there's cool payoffs for us comic fans, the prison and Sean 
and uh, his uh, dictatorship speech and stuff, but yeah, a lot of this pretty much drags. Which is probably why I assumed all that other stuff was spread out longer and this was shorter, because I just cut it out of my brain. Until next season. Hey, that wasn't there a minute ago. Oh, yeah, that. Funny story, guys. Remember when we were back in that CDC building? See, the echo is such a huge deal, but it doesn't change a thing. Yeah. I still argue that it does, but we've been over that <laughs> many times. I think Carol farted. That's why she's making that face. <laughs> I mean, at this point, if you don't get bitten or die, what difference does it make whether you're infected or not infected? It doesn't, it's not like you're going to spontaneously turn. Well, if you have a heart attack or a stroke or fall off a ledge. If you have a peanut allergy. I think once you're dead, you probably don't really care too much whether you come back as a zombie or not. <laughs> but the person you're with might. Again, not your problem. <laughs> True. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I just noticed also T-Dog, not only does he not get lines, he's the only one who doesn't get a coat or at least a vest. I think we talked about this before, too, about how he didn't have to say a word to Lori about what happened with Shane. You know what I mean? But he does. I don't understand yeah. why he does. I mean, I know he wants to be honest and stuff, but still. Remember when you kind of, but not entirely explicitly, told me to kill Shane? I took your advice. You're not mad, are you? Look, I'm sorry I killed your boyfriend, okay? <laughs> You'll find another, I swear. He doesn't even seem remorseful about it. 
you know, in this speech, he's just very matter of fact, very just this is what happened. I'd have done it again if I had the chance. Like it was and inevitable. He's just laying it out. Yeah. But there's there's also a touch of like being in shock there as well. Not to mention the exhaustion of the uh, the prior events. A little bit, but I think I think again it's another kind of turning point for Rick. You know where you know we'll see it when we when we get the speech a little later on. But it's just it, this this is not the same Rick from even like three episodes ago. That's true. That's true. It's a necessary part of his journey. Exactly. Exactly. But he was supposed to be in the house. That's where I had a problem. Yeah. Like, this did not ring true for me at all. Yeah. At all. Why would she? I, I don't understand her reaction to this at all. And, I, I, again, I, I know we talk about how much we either don't appreciate Lori's character, hate Lori's character, you know, whatever. I don't think it's any fault of Sarah Wayne Callies. I don't think it's any reflection on her ability to act. I think she's acting in the scenes very well, given the direction she's given. I just don't think the direction she's giving and the way the character's written rings very true at certain points. It's it tends you know, we've we talked about it before, wishy washy kind of back and forth and and just kinda of odd reactions. But but again, I don't I don't I don't think that's a reflection on Sarah Wayne Callies at all. Ew, he's full of pudding. <laughs> It still looks like she stabbed him with the nose. There's my girl. Awesome. <laughs> There's my girl. I'm going to go need to change my pants now. Of course, this is not uh, Denai Guerrera. If I'm saying that name correctly, I, I hope anyway. Sorry if I'm not, but uh, it's, it's a stand-in here. Sure. But we'll be seeing a lot more of her very soon. But that was the awesome thing about that scene. At this point, we don't know. Like, you know, we don't know if she's co- if if you know Andrea is coming back or not coming back, and she could have very well died right then and there. Um, and and so it's really cool when you're watching this the first time. It just that tension just builds, and it's a very uh, edge of your seat kind of moment, and then when when that sword comes through and and slices the head, and we see Michonne, it's just like then it's like a fist pump moment, you know, right there. Again, interesting how Herschel's coming around to Rick's side. You know, we kind of saw it 
you know, a few episodes back and he's kind of stayed that course. But even after everything has happened, his, his home is destroyed, he's been run off, he's still, you know, kind of backing Rick's play. And Daryl, too. Daryl has really, like, grown to be, you know, his allegiance to Rick. And it's going to really be interesting to see what happens when Marl comes back into the picture. Absolutely. I'm doing my best, Batman. There's a lot more weight to the scene, too, I think, because he's got that gun in his hand. I mean, not only is he being forceful and telling everybody how it is, but he's got that pistol in his hand, too. Yeah, and the blood splatter on his face, too. It really sells. It's kind of a almost Braveheart-like. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's so many great moments of speech that I didn't ask for this. It's not a democracy. I'm I mean, my best friend for you. Yeah, yeah. Daryl's like, you tell him. You tell him. Daryl knows it's true because he figured that out with Randall on the last episode that, that it was Shane's doing. There's the door. Uh, I forgot about that one. Till right now. That's almost like a Shane moment, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. Just, just the way he's talking. There's the door. That is a killer line. It's a dictatorship. Hell yeah. I like all the different reaction shots, too. Herschel looks kind of proud of him, yeah, like it's about time he manned up, you know. That's my when boy. Like, okay. Well, it's like somebody's got to do it, you know. It, it's, it's all well and good to be touchy-feely and everybody get along, but in this kind of situation, somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to make call the shots. Somebody's got to take charge and not just kind of like you know, pussyfoot around as to who's doing what. Um, and I think that's, you know, when Shane was in, in the picture, he was there longer. He was in charge, you know, kind of, you know, sort of fulfilled that role. And then when Rick showed up, it got complicated. Now that Shane's gone and Daryl's fine with, you know, letting Rick lead the charge, he's he's got to step up. There's the prison. The prison. There's, there's our other big comic book reveal right there. Oh, I cannot wait so, to see uh, the inner workings so funny of that building. I can just picture you know half the people watching it saying, uh, "Oh, that's so cool." And the other half are being like, "Why? What's that so cool about that? It's a big building in the dark, you know." But trust us, it's really cool. Yep, yep, yep. Indeed. Well, that is uh, that's beside the dying fire, folks. That's the last of our season two commentaries as we prepare for season three. Uh, I'd like to mention now, though, that if you enjoyed this commentary, and we hope you did, check out hhwlod.com. We just posted an awesome Avengers commentary for the full movie, so uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. I think it turned out really well. You're going to want to give that one a listen if you've seen Avengers, which, 
let's face it, looking at the box office, you probably have, if not multiple times. If you're a carbon, if you're a carbon-based life form, you've probably seen it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, if you have eyes, there's a good chance they've been glued to the screen for Avengers. So uh, check that one out for sure. Uh, do we have anything else before we close out, guys? I think that's it. We're just pumped for season three, ready to get back in the swing of the weekly thing again. Um, I'm excited. Um, I, I really wish that dish would settle with AMC, but at least for the premiere episode, they're going to they're gonna stream it. Uh, you do have to pre-register, although you could do it like immediately before the episode like I did for Breaking Bad. But um, you go to amctv.com if you are a dish subscriber and um, you know put your information in. They'll let you know, and then you can at least uh, catch the season premiere of The Walking Dead live streaming uh, via amctv.com. So take advantage of that um, before you, you know, decide to go spend some money on uh, uh, iTunes or or whatever. And I think, they probably don't want me telling you this, but I'll say it anyway, I don't even think you have to prove you're a Dish customer. I think you just have to check a box that says, hey, I'm a Dish customer. Let me me watch this stream, and uh, and you can do it. Of course, if you're not a Dish subscriber and you are listening to this, you probably already have access to the show anyway, so... But, regardless, uh, I think that's it for this episode. If you'd like to let us know what you're looking forward to in Season 3 or what you thought of our commentaries for Season 2, you may do so in a lot of ways. Uh, you can get in touch with us at our voicemail line. It's 516-468-7912. Our email is comments at com. You can also uh, check out our entire podcast network, com, for all of our great shows like... How Far Wasted, which uh, Brad is on, Legion of Dudes, with the rest of, the rest of us are on, the PKD Black Box, and Out Now with Aaron and Abe, our weekly movie review show. All these shows can be found on Facebook as well. We all have we have groups for them. And we have a very active uh, Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. You definitely want to join that uh, if you're going to be following along with us. You can follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. So, until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember... Pack some extra ammunition, especially if you're running off a road. Pop out of place. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good week. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Very good, Jim. Nine, he can ten. count. Dude, I watch Yo Gabba Gabba every day, okay? I know nah. I can count. We're ready? I'll lead us... Well, what episode is this? 70? Is it really 70? Or 69. 69! Oh, we have 69? Because <laughs> we just did this on Nothing's On, too. We just had our 69th episode. <laughs> Does that mean we have to bleep out the episode number? <laughs> yes, that would be hilarious. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be hilarious. I don't know if that would, like, draw extra attention and Blair would have a f***ing stroke, or if, uh... <laughs> episode number beep... Remember we did that with Dick Grayson? We 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 <laughs> we bleeped really? all the we yeah every time we said Dick Grayson we bleeped out the the we bleeped out the dicks. <laughs> it was really funny. So until there's no room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, Jordan threw this to me, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> I was gonna jump in with it, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs>